Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God that I'd like to study with you this morning is the first reading from Daniel chapter 7. I might encourage you to take out your worship folder and you can follow along there. For what do you yearn? We don't use that word a lot, but to yearn, you probably know, means to to have this this deep desire, this longing. It's something that you want almost desperately. So what is it that you want? Well, maybe if you're a little kid getting ready for Christmas, you want a cute little puppy for home. Right, Adeline? (laughs) No? As you get a little bit older, maybe all you really want is to, to make the team or to, to get into the game, maybe even to, to win the championship a few more years ahead, and, and you begin to longingly desire for that special someone to marry. And then, I pray, many married couples yearn and long for children, and, and later in life, it's, it's grandchildren. If you are someone you love, have recently been sick, you, you desperately desire health. Or if some of your loved ones are already gone, you might simply yearn for heaven. Do you ever yearn for judgment day? Have you ever woken up in the morning and thought to yourself, well, I just, I really hope this is the day. I mean, come Lord Jesus, bring an end to it all. I know we get excited for Christmas, right? We just turn the corner and and we can put up our trees and our lights and and buy the presents. We don't like the bill when it comes. But the rest of it, that's exciting. But Judgment Day, does that sound exciting? But are you really excited to meet your maker? To stand before the judgment seat of God and have him expose everything you've ever done to all the people who have ever lived? Maybe not. Or maybe so. Daniel has this vision in chapter 7. You can go home later and read the entire vision. It actually starts at the time of Daniel, which was about 600 years still before Jesus was born. But it goes all the way into the end of time. And that's what we see in our verses today. It's the end of the vision, and it's the last day. It's judgment day. And I pray that as the Holy Spirit teaches us in these verses, he also gives us at least a somewhat deeper desire to yearn, even for Judgment Day. I'm guessing that most people don't yearn for Judgment Day because in our minds, it, it seems like it's going to be a rather scary day. Even though we know it's coming. And even though if you study the signs and the end times war and rumors of war and famines and earthquakes and and the love of most growing cold, we know it could come at any time, but I'm confident that when it comes, it will still be completely shocking and unexpected. To us, what will seem like out of nowhere, we'll hear the trumpet call of God. Can you imagine you're just going about your day and all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, I don't know if that's what it'll sound like, but something like that. And then we'll hear the voice of the archangel. I don't know what he'll say, but maybe, hear ye, hear ye. Now presenting the almighty, eternal Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Other parts of the Bible 
tell us that that day will be full of blood and fire and billows of smoke. The apostle Joel, or the prophet Joel, says that the sun will be darkened and the moon will turn to blood and people will just start running. They don't even know what they're running from, but they're, they're trying to get away, asking the mountains to fall on them. They want to hide. And then, as Paul described in 1 Thessalonians 4, the Lord Jesus will come on the clouds, accompanied by myriads and myriads of angels as the trumpet call and the voice of the archangel announce. And then when Jesus comes, he will issue his own loud command, perhaps, all rise and all of the dead will be raised. Now, one thing we might look forward to is seeing our loved ones. But seeing them come out of the grave? I don't know about that part. And then, Jesus himself said that he will, like a shepherd, separate the sheep from the goats, and the sheep or the believers will all stand on his right, and the goats or the unbelievers will all stand on his left. All of the thousands of people that have ever lived. And then we hear or see what Daniel described, the ancient of days. It's an interesting name for God. This is the only place in the Bible that uses that title. We instinctively know that it refers to God and and emphasizes his eternal nature. He's ancient. He's even before there were days or weeks or months or years or seasons. This unique name of God draws all of our attention to him and his holiness and his glory. Daniel said that his clothing was white like pure, fresh snow, as maybe you saw this morning. His hair was white like perfectly clean wool. And his throne was all ablaze with fire, and it had wheels like a chariot, and those two were all on fire. And then there was a river coming out from his his throne, flowing, a river of fire. I mean, I wonder if we're standing there, are we going to feel the heat of those flames, along with the need to shield our eyes from the glory and the holiness as it begins to come toward us? And what will it be like to stand there? Uh, On the one hand, Daniel said he saw thousands upon thousands of angels attending the Ancient of Days, and then tens of thousands. It's not not just a a number. It's, It's all of the millions and billions and trillions of people who have ever lived on the earth. I have no idea how many people that is, but they're all going to be standing there. And at the same time, when we think about Judgment Day, don't we also think about standing there just alone? What's that going to be like? First of all, to stand in the presence of the holy, almighty, all-glorious God, knowing that I am a poor, miserable sinner. Am I going to, as a Christian song says, stand in awe? Or will I be able to stand at all? Have you ever been in a courtroom? You don't have to raise your hand. I have. I went to contest a traffic violation. I was pretty sure I was innocent. But I'll tell you, even if you think you're not guilty, 
It's pretty unnerving to stand there in that courtroom knowing that that judge sitting on his little raised throne has all kinds of power to fine you or arrest you or to throw you into prison. And what are you supposed to do about it? I suppose maybe you could get a lawyer and try to fight the system. But to stand before God in all of his glory, in all of his holiness, with this fire and glowing glory? That's going to make your knees buckle. We, we know most of our sin. I don't think we know all of our sin, because I'm not sure we always recognize when we do sin, and we probably tried to forget half of it. But God knows all of it. And on that day, it could be revealed. Because what Daniel saw next was, to me, the most frightening part of the scene. With a big whoosh, the court was seated, and Daniel said, the books were opened. What books? Revelation talks about the books of deeds. Can you imagine A book that has recorded every single thing you have ever done? Now, I know we'd like to think, well, there's some good things in there too. But Isaiah reminds us, we'll hear this on Wednesday and next week in Advent, that even our righteous acts, even the best things that we've done, they're like filthy rags. It's all tainted with sin. And within that book, it's not just, you know, oh, there's a few things that I'm a little bit ashamed of. It's every single lustful thought that's ever crossed through our minds. It's every snarky tone that we whispered under our lips. It's every harmful word or deed that we've ever committed towards someone else. Little things like what happened to me on Thursday morning after church, great day of worship, it's Thanksgiving, going to grandma's house over the hill and through the woods. And then this guy, he would not let me onto the highway. And I was ticked. That's probably in my book of deeds. And it's not just there for God to see. He already knows. It's there for all the people in the world to see. And you know who else is there? Satan. His name means accuser. I bet you Satan yearns for Judgment Day because that will be his last opportunity to remind the Ancient of Days. Do you remember what this guy did? Do you remember when she did that? These sinners belong with me. Do you yearn for that day? You wake up excited to meet your maker and stand before God? Thankfully, Daniel's vision continued. He said that as he continued to watch and look, he saw another person. He said it was one like a son of man. Another interesting title, this one Jesus uses often to refer to himself, even though he is the eternal son of God, always has been, always will be. When he was on earth, he often called himself the son of man, emphasizing his human nature, which he took on to save us. Daniel said that he approached the bench, so to speak. He he approached the Ancient of Days, and I imagine it was the angels that led him into his presence. Jesus had a reason for being there. He had some evidence to present to the court. In fact, three things. First, Jesus wanted to present his holy, righteous, and perfect 
life. Jesus reminded the ancient of days, or will remind him, I imagine, that he became human, born of a woman, so that he could be born under the law. And though he was tempted in every way that we are, he resisted every single one of Satan's temptations, and he lived a perfect life without sin. And now he asks the court to credit his righteousness to your account. Second, I imagine that Jesus will maybe lift up his hands and point to the holes that are still there. Maybe even motion towards his feet and his side, reminding the ancient of days how he was betrayed and arrested and mocked and whipped and beaten and and nailed to a cross. And that's not even the worst part. Reminding the ancient of days, his father, by the way, who forsook him and left him to suffer and die for all the sins of all of the world. But having risen from the dead, he now asks the court to accept his payment for your sin. Now that part you might have expected. But the third and final object of evidence that Jesus wishes to present is rather unexpected, especially for Lutherans. It's your good works. Jesus knows full well that we have not lived a perfect life. That's why he's offering his. He knows full well that there's not enough good things we can do to pay for our sin. That's why he suffered and died. And yet, your good works are proof, they're evidence that Jesus' Spirit, through the gospel in word and sacrament, has worked faith in your heart. It's a faith that we cannot see. But on judgment day, Jesus will make your faith visible to all by the faith-filled life that you have lived. He might say something, when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and, and you came to visit me. And, and you might say, well, what, when did I do that, Jesus? And you'll say, whatever you did for your fellow brothers and sisters, all of that counts as if you did it for me. And then Jesus will rest his case. And you'll stand there waiting for the Ancient of Days to render his verdict having silenced Satan's accusations, having entered his perfect life and innocent death and even your good works into evidence, the Ancient of Days is now ready to announce his verdict. And you will hear, not guilty. Can you imagine if the angels rejoice over one sinner who repents? That when the judge announces not guilty, ah, the crowd goes wild. One of the angels maybe will come over and and put the crown of glory on your head and and give you your palm branch. And when you look down, you'll be wearing that white robe washed in the blood of the Lamb that we heard about a couple of weeks ago. And then Jesus will come up to you and say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Receive the kingdom prepared for you since since the beginning of the world. Jesus, too, will receive his kingdom. Daniel said that he received authority and glory and sovereign power from the ancient of days. Now we know, and if you go back and read Daniel's entire vision, which is really a repeat of an earlier vision, 
It, it teaches us that Jesus has always been in control. But it doesn't always look like that to us, does it? When we hear the news of wars and we see the crime and the violence and we suffer sickness and death, we realize that, that we're still in a sinful world. And it seems to us maybe like Satan is growing and growing and growing in power along with his allies, godless government and false teachers, petty politicians and corrupt crime organizations. It seems like they're the ones who are growing in power and, and people, they're just not as interested in Jesus as maybe they used to be. Well, that's what it looks like to us. But Daniel's vision assures us that Jesus right now sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty and he is ruling over the world for his people. Jesus also continues to rule in our hearts through his gospel, through his word and sacraments. But on judgment day, Jesus will begin ruling in his kingdom that will not pass away in a dominion that cannot be destroyed. Finally, on that day, all of the godless and evil and wicked people and entities in the world will all be thrown away and they will hear the verdict, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Meanwhile, after Jesus creates a new heaven and a new earth, you will reign with him. Daniel said that people from all nations and every language will bow down and worship him. Don't you yearn for that day? Judgment Day will indeed be an absolutely horrible, terrible, no good day for all of the unbelievers and for Satan and all of the demons and anyone and anything that's ever opposed Christ. But for you, that is going to be the best day of your life and only the beginning. Because on that day, God the Father will publicly proclaim, as you heard earlier, that you are his own dear child. On that day, you will be publicly announced as not guilty, forgiven, holy, saint. On that day, you will receive a crown of glory and your own throne to reign with Christ in a kingdom that will never end. So when you wake up tomorrow, maybe you'll think, is today the day? Because we yearn even for judgment day. Amen.